The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is Joe Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you have a very fantastic hump day. It is the middle of the week, which means we are just about done talking about the Atlanta Falcons, and we are looking forward to the Seattle Seahawks. We will do so later today on the newest episode of Talk on the Star. Remember, you can hear all of our wonderful shows here at Blog and the Boys on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. All you have to do is subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are available on all major podcast platforms. You get access to two episodes every single day, keeping you in the loop all things America's team. Connor Livesy, Dalton Miller, and Cole Patterson will be here later on today, as mentioned, to discuss the Falcons game just a little bit more and get you ready for the Seahawks. Now, I do picks every week. We do picks across SB Nation, our NFL experts and I took the Seahawks to win on Sunday afternoon against the Cowboys. I hope that I'm wrong, but uh, I write power rankings every week at the site at blogoftheboys.com and I believe the Seattle Seahawks to be the best team in the NFC. Um, I know that the Green Bay Packers are playing very well. Uh, I don't think the New Orleans Saints are ready to challenge for that particular throne here in week three, Uh, but as things currently stand, I believe the Seahawks to be the best team in the conference and I believe Russell Wilson to be playing at a higher level than anybody else. No disrespect to Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. But um, on the subject of it being hump day, it's Wednesday, obviously, which means the Cowboys will be back at practice, which means we'll get an injury report, which means we'll get some potential clarity with regards to uh, at least, you know, one notable player in Tyron Smith. Yeah, that's that's what today is going to do, right? We're hopefully going to get some answers to the status of Tyron Smith. He did not play against the Atlanta Falcons, as we all know. And Jerry Jones had something very interesting to say about Tyron in his Tuesday appearance on 105.3 The Fan. Obviously, everybody wants to know, what's is Tyron going to play? Is he not going to play? This is a big factor. This goes a long way in if you are picking this game, whether you're going to pick the Cowboys or the Seahawks. I don't think it makes a difference personally. I think the Seahawks are going to win as mentioned, but Jerry was asked on 105.3 about 
the update for Tyron. Is is he good? Is he not good? Whatever. Here's what Jerry said. He said, well, the update is actually he didn't play last week in preparation so that he could have a better chance of playing this week or in the future. I'm going to say it one more time. He didn't play last week in part because we made preparations for the future. It wasn't impossible to have had him out there last week had we done a couple of things differently. But by design, we didn't do it that way. We wanted to look to the long term for the longer term being the next games, the ones we're getting ready to play. So I feel as good as you can feel. I don't know. And nobody feels, or excuse me, and nobody knows right now until we get out there and see how he's operating during the week here at practice. But for the longer term, I feel good about it. He's had these periods over these last few years when he's had to adjust literally on a week-by-week basis as to what he's doing with some nerves called stingers. Those type things are the kind of things he's dealing with. Um what that sounds like uh obviously uh there's always a bit of translation involved when it comes to jerry jones what it sounds like is the cowboys and tyron smith were close and again this is my own personal interpretation here um that maybe tyron could have gone but maybe it was a bit of a gamble right maybe it was a gamble in the sense of let's just try to beat the falcons let's try to get to one and one because the Seahawks are obviously going to be a tougher team to beat than Atlanta is. No disrespect to our friends uh, in Atlanta. That game was certainly closer than anybody wanted it to be. Um, And if that was the case, if it was a gamble, while admittedly, thanks to a lot of help from the Falcons, it worked. It paid off. The Cowboys got that win. Tyron got that rest. And if he's able to be a factor in a helpful fashion on Sunday in Seattle, well, hey, it was worth it. And so uh, we will certainly see what the case is with Tyron Smith. Remember to check bloggingtheboys.com later this afternoon for the latest injury report, the first injury report of the week, getting ready for the Seahawks. But on the subject of gambles, I don't want to talk a lot about this, but it is still a subject. The two-point conversion. I've made my case. All right, the, I, I I wrote over thirteen hundred words about the two-point conversion and why I believe it to be a smart decision. I believe this is something, um, and that's the only thing I want to mention about this here on today's episode. I'm not ready to say that Mike McCarthy is the analytically woke person that a lot of people, myself included, bought him as being in the off-season and in the preseason and then training camp portion of all of this, but. But if there is one thing that has happened to this point on this young season in the young career of Mike McCarthy as the Dallas Cowboys head coach, if there is one thing, if I have to point to one particular event that gives me optimism that he is that forward-thinking person, that person we've been asking this team to go out and get, it is the fact that he went for two when he did. You might disagree with it, but trust me on that, that if he truly is that person, the person that had the McCarthy project and and set up the barn and everything, if he is truly that person, this might have been a peak into that potential future, which is a very, very, very good thing. You'll have to trust me on that one as well. Uh, I mentioned I write power rankings every week at bloggingtheboys.com. You can check those out every Tuesday. I thought it was interesting. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys won uh, but fell. Um, they did in my personal power rankings, and they did in a lot of people's power rankings. And I think a lot of that was that they should have lost. I mean, they, <laughs> that's, that's really um, the case. But uh, the Cowboys right now are kind of a middle-of-the-road team. And if they beat the Seahawks, I don't want to equate this to 2014, but that win really kind of announced that team to the world. This win, if they were to get it, 
would have that same sort of potential effect, at least from a Mike McCarthy standpoint, like, whoa, this this is definitely different, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it is what it is. I should mention, by the way, that the last time the Cowboys visited Seattle was early in the 2018 season. And you will remember, a lot of things are different. The Cowboys had their defensive hand signals deciphered by the Seahawks. You'll remember, I wrote about this back then, Doug Baldwin talked about how two younger players on the Seahawks were in charge of deciphering and decoding what Chris Richard's secondary was doing, and that led to a big-time Tyler Lockett touchdown in the game, which was a little bit disappointing to find out after the fact. No Chris Richard in Dallas anymore, so hopefully that is not a factor come Sunday. Uh, We're working on a very special guest for tomorrow's episode of the Ocho. That's all I can say right now, Um, so look forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. I will also say, make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. Make sure you also subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show. You can hear myself, Pete Sweeney, and Michael Kist every Monday on Monday Football Monday. Maybe we'll be recapping a Cowboys win next Monday. Who knows? You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa, and you can do me a huge favor, and you can have the absolute best Wednesday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys, and peace out. Peace out.